feeder cattle prices continued to gain ground last week. Despite all the supply chain challenges the last couple of years, cattle markets performed remarkably well, according to agricultural economist Jason Lusk. Coming up on your weekly calf news price point, presented by Cowherds West Ishmael. Hello and welcome to your weekly Calf News Price Point for August the 3rd, sponsored by Calf News. I'm Wes Ishmael. Calves and feeder cattle sold steady to $4 a hundredweight higher last week, according to the Agricultural Marketing Service. Some lightweight steers in the north central region brought as much as $6 to $7 higher. That was with lighter auction receipts due to higher temperatures and humidity across the plains. According to AMS analysts, Long strings of yearling steers and heifers offered right off grass from drought-stricken areas in the north were in very light and desirable flesh condition and met with very good demand. They explain order buyers were in the seats and bidding fiercely to get these green cattle bought. They add that cattle were being pulled from grass much earlier, meaning pay weights are lighter than normal, but the feeder market has improved helping ranchers. Feeder cattle futures wavered last week with grain price volatility and month-end positioning. They closed an average of $1.62 lower week-to-week on Monday, from $0.05 to $3.95 lower. Andrew P. Griffith, agricultural economist at the University of Tennessee, points out in his weekly market comments, August feeder cattle traded at $152 to $163 over the last six weeks, with little indication of breaking higher or lower. At the same time, he says, the CME feeder cattle index has been hovering around $154, which means there should be no problem for futures and cash prices to converge in the next few weeks with prices in the mid to upper 150s. The CME feeder cattle index was $1.73 higher week to week on Friday at $155.58. Griffith attributes current feeder cattle strength to expectations for higher fed cattle prices when cattle placed today come off feed, as well as recently softer grain prices. Lastly, he says, many feedlots must fill pen space or their fixed costs will result in a loss. As mentioned at the outset, this week's price point comes to you courtesy of Caffeine's. Since 1964, CAF News has provided in-depth coverage of industry events and issues, along with market insight, management advice, and a celebration of cattle business people. Be sure to check out the latest issue at CAFnews.net. Negotiated cash-fed cattle prices last week were a dollar higher in the Southern Plains at $122 a hundredweight, and unevenly steady in Nebraska at 122. Dress trade in Nebraska was a dollar higher at $196. Through Friday, the average five area direct fed steer price was $121.68 a hundredweight, which was 91 cents more than the previous week. The average steer price in the beef was $197.39, which was 61 cents more. Finished cattle prices are holding their ground which means cattle feeders are probably experiencing higher cash prices than they expected given where cattle were trading a month or two ago, Griffith says. He adds that there haven't been any signs of the market moving lower as live cattle futures continue to call for higher prices 
moving through the third and fourth quarters of the year. Live cattle futures closed an average of $1.07 lower week to week on Monday, except for unchanged to $0.03 lower and three contracts toward the back. Based on reduced beef cow numbers indicated in the recent semi-annual cattle report, the Livestock Marketing Information Center revised expected beef production lower for this year. Analysts there say, in the latest Livestock Monitor, LMIC is now projecting prices to be almost 7% higher than a year ago for fed cattle, which would support strong gains in the feeder cattle complex. Wholesale beef prices wasted little time in bouncing from their seasonal ed. Choice box beef cutout value is $13.07 higher week to week on Monday at $281 a hundredweight. Select was $12.46 higher at $263.38. Steer byproduct value was $0.28 higher at $14.32 a hundredweight. If box beef prices make another run, it will go a long way and once again proving how strong beef demand is domestically, Griffiths says. He explains much of the price decline over the past few weeks was due to price declines in middle meats such as the rib and loin. However, he says, the cutout price resurgent last week was led by higher ribeye and tender prices. Although increasing seasonally, carcass weight should remain in check, according to Daryl Peel, Extension Livestock Marketing Specialist at Oklahoma State University. In his weekly market comments, Peel says, lower steer and heifer carcass weights likely reflect several influences, including feedlots becoming more current in marketing, higher feed prices, and perhaps a return to longer-term carcass weight trends. Peel says beef production for the remainder of 2021 is predicted to be 4-5% to lower year-over-year as a result of lower slaughter totals and lighter carcass weights. Despite the challenges of the past couple of years, the beef cattle system responded remarkably well to a series of large, unexpected disruptions. Producer prices have been on the rise. Consumer demand is strong. These core facts should remain front of mind when considering changes that could significantly affect the cattle industry going forward. That's the conclusion of testimony last week from Jason Lusk, noted agricultural economist at Purdue University, to the U.S. House Agriculture Subcommittee on Livestock and Foreign Agriculture. This was in a hearing titled, State of the Beef Supply Chain, Shocks, Recovery, and Rebuilding. You likely recall the U.S. Senate Agriculture Committee recently held a similar hearing. Lusk explored central topics in his testimony that are receiving much of the attention when it comes to cattle markets. For instance, regarding packing capacity and the recent discussion about the need for more smaller plants, Lusk explained, My research with Purdue colleague Mylin Ma indicates that even if we would have had a more distributed packing sector consisting of more small and medium-sized plants instead of a small number of larger plants, the price spread dynamics and beef supply disruptions would not have likely been appreciably different than what we witnessed. The problem at the time was not the size and localness of the plants, but total industry capacity. Further, Lusk said, support for small and local processors might benefit local economic ecosystems and increase custom harvest options for producers, but these operations, because they lack economies of scale, must focus on quality and service to be competitive, 
and are such a small part of the national industry that investments of this size are unlikely to significantly alter the aggregate industry capacity. And that's your August 3rd CAF News Price Point with Wes Ishmore. Thanks for listening.